0: Welcome
1: to the Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today, and and we hope that you really enjoy the show, don't we, Al?
0: I hope you do, too. Yeah. Uh,
1: Robbie, do you hope that you enjoy the show?
0: I'm hoping. I knew it was going to be
2: corny. I knew there was going to be a (coughs) corny intro. Just before this started, folks, I called it.
1: You did. I just didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. We hope that you enjoy the show, because we're going to talk about the topic of hope, and we're going to talk about why our Father wants us to have hope, and why the enemy doesn't want us to have hope, or does he? And we're actually going to go to a clip pretty quickly, and it's from The Hunger Games. And I want you to listen to this evil character, the one that's controlling the world, the one that really wants to keep everybody in bondage, sounds like somebody we might know. And let's listen to what he talks about on this topic of hope. And this is the president from The Hunger Games, if you're not familiar with it, but he's the one that's kind of keeping everybody under wraps and trying to keep control of everybody. And let's listen to what he says about hope.
0: Why do you think we have a winner? What do you mean? I mean, why do we have a winner? If we just wanted to intimidate the districts, why not round up 24 of them at random and execute them all at once? Be a lot faster? Hope. Hope? Hope. It is the only thing Stronger than fear. A little hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. Spark is fine as long as it's contained. So so contain it.
1: So Robbie, as you listen to that, that's pretty pretty telling of a clip right there. From in the middle of this movie gives you really insight to some of the enemy's plan, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: it's creepy (laughs) to think that you know he allows certain things so that you know you don't completely lay down on his plan.
1: Mm -hmm. He wants to. He wants to destroy you. I mean, that's not without question. But he will utilize anything he can to manipulate a situation, even if it includes giving somebody a little bit of hope, because a little bit of hope, to his point, is. More dangerous than fear, or more powerful than fear. And it can be for people. Fear is a very big part of the enemy's plan. And so, Al, why would the enemy um, want to limit our hope? Why would he, what would he gain from that? From limiting our hope? Yeah.
2: Well, when we start to lose hope, um, we start to pull away. We, We want to distance ourselves, and we just kind of want to be alone. Now, when that happens, uh, that's how the enemy calls the herd. When you're isolated, it's easier to pick you off, and he can lead you just about anywhere he wants inside your mind.
1: And if, maybe if you have a thank you, and maybe if you have a little bit of hope, you'll like interact and poison other people's attitude. And if you have absolutely no hope, you may just completely withdraw and not see anybody. And you're right that that whole thing of when we start to move towards hopelessness, we tend to withdraw. Because we just don't want to be around people. We don't want to talk to people. You know, I know that's kind of been what's happened for me when I felt those feelings is I don't, the last person I want to be around is somebody that's full of hope. (laughs) They irritate me at that point. Uh, Robbie, a question for you on this topic of hope. If the enemy wants us to have hopelessness in the midst of, of things, where would we find hope? I mean, why, why would the Father want us to have hope in the midst of that?
0: Great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there's no doubt that underneath all that mm-hmm. is, you know, for me, just a, 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 a trusting in the Father's going to get this. It's going to come, somehow or another, all things work together for good you know, for mm-hmm. those who believe in the Lord. And so, in spite of the circumstances, at the end of the day, Deep inside, I have this hope that, you know, God is going to make this come out.
1: Right.
0: And for that reason, I continue on to call on the name of the Lord and to look to him for what my next direction is in spite of the, in spite of the, you know, how dark it may be getting because down deep, I have this hope. My father has this. It's going to work out. I don't know what the next step is, especially now in some cases that may actually bring more intimacy with him. You know the circumstances, as long as underneath that is hope, and and hope is actually connected to joy as well for me. Um, because of that hope, in spite of circumstances like my mother's recent death, etc., there can still be joy because I, I, you know, my hope is a lot longer time frame than it used to be. It used to be, if I needed to call my mom, you know, that was something I could do, uh-huh. you know, right this minute. But now, part of my hope comes in, in a, the hope and glory. And I, you know, there we'll be reunited again. And so it's interesting for me just in this season to see how my hope is changing even to a longer time frame. Mm-hmm.
1: It, is, it is. And the reason I, I wanted to ask you that was sometimes we can feel like things are very hopeless. But we had an interesting discovery before the show on that root word for hope. When you go back biblically and you look it up, that root word comes from what, Robbie?
0: Well, the Hebrew was Tikva, which may be totally mispronounced for you Hebrew scholars out there, but it's T-I-K-V-E-H. So, you know, and it was originally the scarlet cord that hung from Rahab's window. And so the first time you see the word is this scarlet cord. Well, later on, not very far in the story, Ruth's um, mother-in-law, Naomi, is fixing to, you know, head back to Bethlehem and she wants to kiss, you know, her two daughter-in-law's goodbye and she says that I don't have a scarlet thread that I'm going to get a husband for you so that you will you know be able to you know have husbands even if I got a husband now and married you'd have to wait years in order to have a child for me for my child to grow up to be your husband so it's kind of interesting like this original use of the word was like I don't have a scarlet thread of hope (laughs) that this is going to come through for you but interestingly now, I don't know who translated the Book of Job because it was written way before the Book of Ruth, but in the Book of Job, he uses the same word, and he uses it in a real cool way that i'm not i'm I'm gonna let you share that story because it was your experience, you know what a recent event we had
1: it was. i I was trying to look up the scripture on my phone, and I couldn't find it right at the moment, so I'll find it here in a little bit. But I'll tell you a little bit about the story. Um, and then Robbie, maybe you can look up the scripture. but sure. this weekend we were away., uh, the group of us went away just to kind of go a little bit deeper in relationship, go a little bit deeper uh, with God. And during one of our covenant of silence, I was out walking around and I come across um, the stump. Well, well. first of all, we were asked not to really wander in the woods because of bear. And <laughs> I'm mostly so right away. He's out there
2: <laughs> wondering where the bear are.
1: I mostly, you know, follow the rules. But I was sitting there and there was just something calling me down that, the little road. And I thought, well, I'll just walk a little bit. I'll just walk a little bit further. Yeah, I'll walk a little bit further. And all of a sudden I just felt like I should stop, and I stopped, I was just looking around, and really there were just lots of trees. And I looked and there's this whole bunch of these trees that had been cut down. And so you have these stumps where there's no life. And then I see one tree that has this one branch that came up out of the stump that refused to die. And what was even cooler when you got down and you took a picture of it, which I have on my phone, I'll put on our website, is the actual center of that branch is gone. So it kind of grew up around and has a hole in the middle, and it went up as tall as any of the other trees around it seeking the sun. And I thought that was really cool. And then Rob, you had the scripture that you came across that really kinda of helped tie that in.
0: Yeah, in Job fourteen seven it says, At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. Its shoots will not cease and you know I knew the story and then when you said well we need to look at bible verses relating hope for this show and I was like man you know so much of that camp you know so much of that experience for us for me was about hope Mm -hmm. and finding life out of something that's that's dead and and then for you to have that experience and then see this you know because for both of us we lost our mother in the last Mm -hmm. two two three months and so For both of us, you know, to see this. And then we were doing listening prayer. And again, we heard what word?
1: Well, you and I both heard hope and joy. Right. You know, which is kind of funny. And and listening prayer, if you've never done it, you just actually are supposed to do that. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a novel idea. They named it what you're supposed to do. But (laughs) some people struggle with that. But you, you really just try to listen and say, okay, God, what do you have to say to me? I don't have any agenda here. I don't have any questions I'm really asking. What do you want to say? And if you're quiet long enough especially in a group of friends that you trust some really cool things come up some things that you don't really expect I know Al you had some pretty cool experiences Robbie you did I did Um, but this time you and I both had hope and joy at the exact same time and I didn't really think at the time but we'd both lost our mothers you know within the last few months and and definitely that puts you in a different place when I saw that tree you know I was looking at I've been going through a season of life where there's been lots of things coming to an end. You know, um, my mom's life, unfortunately, some relationships, things like that. And uh, even, you know, Caleb going off to college, that, that part of his life with us is coming to an end because it's going into a new chapter. And, and seeing that stump was really so cool for my heart because what I saw was even out of the things that people would look at and say that's obviously dead, God brings life. And so, you know, there's these things that, yes, my mom is dead. I mean, she passed away. But even from that passing, there's been so much life that God's brought from it.
0: Yeah, yeah And you think about how Jesus was actually from the stump of Jesse. This branch will come forth. And, I mean, it's, what you saw was an extremely biblical thing um, in that, that branch coming forth from the stump. Uh, it's, it's really something to see when you see it in life.
1: It really, um, to me, it was just cool. <laughs> I didn't have that deeper thought. I mean, the deeper thought was, you know, hey, life coming from something that appears dead—that's
2: the revelation that comes when God's moving in your life. Something will happen. You really won't understand the depth, like your dream. You really didn't understand the depth of your dream till sometime later, till you really started to process it. But that's the way God works. He wants you to do that. But you know, when we were talking about verses. Three things are eternal. Says First First Corinthians thirteen. Faith, hope, and love. And there's a beautiful progression there. Um, And I didn't think about it until I thought of the verse, but with your faith, that will guide you to hope. When there's hope, there is love. And if all three of these live forever, you know, what, what what better transition to the next segment?
1: Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the enemy's plan, but primarily we're going to focus on why the Father wants us to have this hope in our life and how do we go about getting it Come back and join us right after the break. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to
0: MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Dealing with our masculine hearts and what does the Christian life have to do with any of that, that's why I could not be more excited about what's coming up November 3rd through the 6th. The event that realistically changed my walk with God more than any other thing other than coming to Christ initially was a boot camp. Yes, the team from Masculine Journey Radio is having our own boot camp. Four days, and it's so affordable. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Early bird prices are in effect. MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
1: We're glad to have you back with us. I'm, we're talking about this topic today of hope. And so we're hoping that it's really making some sense to you. I know, Album bump bump. Yeah, I know, the, the whole corny thing. But I, I'm going to play probably the shortest clip I think we've ever played. If not, it's going to be pretty close. It's short. And so I just want you to listen to the words. It's from Man of Steel, uh, one of the most recent Superman movies, not the one Superman versus Batman, but the the prequel to that. And I want you to listen to this reporter that's talking to him, Lois Lane, about the S that's on his
0: chest. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well... Here it's an S
1: that's it. That's the shortest clip I think we played, but Al you have an interesting story about this whole topic of Superman and why that kind of ties in to the characters original intent.
2: You know, this, this character goes back a long time, but the intent when it was written was they wanted a, a, a character, a superhero that was modeled after Jesus Christ. If you look, he can't be defeated. He's always well in the comic book, he was always positive. Um, And, you know, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. You know, he had every characteristics, uh, all the characteristics. And one of the things they did when they were filming the movie is when he drops down before an army, he drops down with his arms out like a cross, which is, you know, the the scene from Armageddon. That's kind of the picture they wanted. But when you know that that character is based on Jesus Christ and they put hope on his chest, I mean, the writers of that comic... You know, even, you know, the 40s, they wanted to give these kids an understanding that j- there's a character out there like Jesus, who is hope. And that ties back that if you look at Jesus, what he represented to all of mankind was hope. Right. But to other people, it's just an S.
1: Just an S. All right. <laughs> and you can miss it if that's all you're looking for. I mean, yeah. the, the Pharisees missed it. Jesus walked among them. the before he came, there wasn't a lot of hope in what people were hearing. But he came with the gospel. He came with the message that there is life. There's, there's more to be had here. There's an abundant life that's available now. And so this hope just abounded in people, whether they were healed from blindness or they healed from leprosy or whatever it might be. It all brought back hope in the midst of the healing and the reconciliation with the Father.
2: You know, I love... Jeremiah twenty nine eleven for so many different reasons. And I never really thought about it for hope until we started doing this show. But to understand the context of where this is coming from, the Hebrews are going to be exiled. Jeremiah knows this. And the communication is, for I know the plans I have for you. You're going to be exiled. You're going to be taken away from home. Your temple's going to be destroyed. Um, all these bad things are going to happen. But in the midst of that, you know, my plans are to prosper you, to, to give you hope in the future. Now, in the midst of our storm, that's our promise that we carry with us forever. Because you look, when he says that to them, they have no idea that they're coming home. They have no idea that, that there is going to be, um, from the line of uh, David, a branch that comes out that's Jesus Christ, that he is going to be salvation for the world. They have no idea. You know, Think about it. If you're being exiled, Robbie... You know, are you going to be thinking about the next two years? Are you thinking about, you know, a Savior is coming, the Messiah is coming, somewhere down the line? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. The, The enemy wants us to be hopeless because it drives us away from God. When we live in hopelessness, or mostly hopelessness, we tend to want to take control. And when we take control, often that's in the midst of not trusting God, it's hard to walk in faith with him, and also um, not just try to wrestle control away from him. I'm gonna um, play a clip from a guy named, uh, I can't ever say his name, Nick Bajizic, I think it is, and if you don't know that name, he's a motivational speaker, he's an evangelist, he's an awesome, awesome guy, Um, but he was born without any arms and legs. And if you watch the movie Butterfly Circus, and if you haven't seen it, please go on YouTube, put in the Butterfly Circus. It's 20 minutes It will be amazing. He's the actor in there that doesn't have any, obviously, arms and legs. You can tell who he is. But that's not computer generated. That's really him. And he really does do those events in there, such as swimming, which is all I'm going to tell you. You've got to watch it. But I want you to listen to a little bit of his story on this topic of hope, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about it.
2: We're all looking for something. We're all looking for hope. Hope you can't just have just because you were born with hope. No, we're born with pain. We're born and live through difficulties. And in our life, my parents always taught me that even though we don't know why I was born this way, that we have a choice. Either to be angry for what we don't have, or be thankful for what we do have. The power
0: of that choice
2: was the first thing that I had to overcome and decide for myself.
1: Oh, wow. Another great video, if you haven't seen it, and Robbie, I don't know if you've seen it, but they actually have his morning routine, how he gets ready. I, have you ever seen that on YouTube? I have. You know, where he's figured out ways to brush his teeth, how to make be self-sufficient. And it's really cool, but you hear that starting from this person whose parents raised him, with the right context of what hope was. You know, hope doesn't mean you're not gonna have pain. You know, I can hope not to have pain, but the reality of it is we're gonna have pain. Right, I can hope lots of things, but we live in a broken world, we live in a, a, a broken people around us, there's going to be things that, that hurt. But that doesn't mean it should rob our hope from us. And that's really why I love that clip is he's just talking about, look, I don't know why I was born without any arms or legs. But that doesn't have anything to do with my hope. My hope has to be in something deeper. In his family, we're Christian. You know, and that's where that, that really came for, from him. Um, Robbie, The Butterfly Circus, when you, you watch that, that's a movie about hope as well, is it not?
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what appears to be something that's broken and dead, you know, that would have no value, once he begins to see how God made him for a purpose, Mm -hmm. which in his case, his purpose was just to show hope to other people like himself. You know, just to be able to accomplish certain things like that YouTube video in real life, he lives out the butterfly circus to an extent and that other people with disabilities say, wow, if he can do that and he can function and he can help other people. But, end of the movie i i can't ruin it it's just too good if you can do that with a dry eye you're you're a better man than me <laughs>
1: yeah 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 it is a uh, it is a powerful powerful clip and we've used it from time to time on the show but it's that hope that we really need in our hearts the hope that that god is going to come through even though we can't see it And it may not always be in the way we expect, is it, Al? I mean, God doesn't always do things exactly the way we think, does he?
2: No. And I can attest to that, that there was a time when I wanted to be a rock star and a professional NFL running back. Didn't happen the way I planned, but I found my happiness in a far different, more fulfilling way. You could still be
1: a rock star, technically.
2: Yeah, that's like Robbie being a midget wrestler. Not going to (laughs) happen.
1: Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. By
2: the way, he's six what seven?
1: Six seven five. Six five. Six five. Six, five. He looks six seven from this angle. Still, not going to make it. Yeah. So, Robbie, in this hope, how do you, how do you get hope? You know, when you're okay, so you're sitting out there and, and you say, "Okay, I hear you," but you don't know what's happened in my life. Robbie, you've had a couple things in your life that's happened, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not always been the the easiest, right? You, let's see, you got crushed by a jeep you had uh, cancer, you had brain surgery, which I won't make a joke at right now.
0: <laughs> Don't forget uh, the bad sense of humor. You've had <laughs> been
1: use. There's been a few little setbacks, but in the midst of that, how did you find hope?
0: You know, and I've had a chance to interview a lot of people who've had very similar things and God always sends something. And, and just like in listening prayer, you should listen. If things start to go black, you know, in whatever situation that may be, you may be falling 35 feet from a tree head first. But if you listen, he he's coming after you and he will give you something special based on what he feels like you need under the circumstances. When I was, you know, crushed underneath the Jeep, he gave me a hug. I felt no pain. I, you People have heard mm-hmm. that story. However, when I had the brain abscess and I had horrible pain, rather than just cure the pain that time, he sent a girl from my Sunday school class who held my hand, who I knew God had sent, and I knew that it's going to be all right because he sent her. Even if I'm going to go be with the Lord, I could sense he was in this and he was working through it. But again, it, there's something down in there where you are looking for, where's he coming in this? Cause I know he's coming and, and I, it's, it. he put it there. I don't
1: know how else to put it. Absolutely. But you, you need to look for it. You know, if you're not looking for it, you're not going to find it. God's sending those things even in the midst of hopelessness. Find find anything in scripture that appeared to be hopeless. God sent somebody. Right? Being thrown into the the lions den. God was there. Now, Daniel wasn't hopeless. I mean, his hope was in the Lord, but that looked like a hopeless situation. The fiery furnace looked like a hopeless situation for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? And so the have in scripture is full of all these times that looks like it's truly truly hopeless and there is no option the the israelites back against the red sea or hebrews back against the red sea there's no hope but then what happens god shows up in a unique way and so al that's happened at times in your life i'm sure that you didn't see hope but yet god showed up
2: you know when you were saying that i started thinking about when the hebrews were crossing the Jordan, um, and they needed it to part, and it didn't happen until they put their foot at the water. When they got to the water, it parted and you have to trust. I mean, there's something, there's a correlation there and I think there's a perpetual that they're there as you, your faith will lead you to hope, but your hope will give you more faith. You know, in my life, the first time I heard from God was a wow moment. Because um, all the crazy people in the world that ever said they talked to God or heard from God, I was now a part of that. I was a part of something special. And, you know, I was thinking about just re- this weekend, as a matter of fact, the things that God has told me in my life that, you know, whatever I put before you must do. And then when I, I was fathered by God, you know, he said, we have much to do together. And then I look at the ministry and the men that I've been working with and never would I have imagined in my worst moments during my first divorce, my first marriage, that I'd be here.
1: Right. It's from that hopeless place that hope does spring. Dennis, our friend, is with us today. He didn't get a chance to talk with us, but he had put the note, hope springs eternal. And that's really the case. Hope does spring eternal when you walk with God. When you trust that he's going to come in the midst of the times that you don't think that he can show up, he will be there. So walk with him, trust with him, and look for the hope. See you next week.
0: The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on the truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285 or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on the Truth Network.